Welcome to this week's episode of If You're Happy, Do You Know It? And this week's episode features a good friend of mine, Laura Jean Marsh. We've done lots of work together over the years in uh, short films and web series and all these kinds of things um, while she's been acting. Uh, I also knew her years ago in um, the... London indie music scene, I guess, uh, being in different bands around there. Um, and uh, that's why that comes up as a reference a fair few times without re- any real explanation. Um, Laura's great. She's got lots of good vibes about happiness to share with everyone. And she seems quite switched on to her own sense of happiness, but also very aware of when it's dipping and how to try and pull herself back to a happy state of being. Um, She's a hard-working dude and a good egg. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy, please do subscribe, review and rate and all the other sorts of things that begin with R. Take care. Wonder. Wonder. Wonder fish. <laughs> oh, look at me in me blankets. Look at you, little blanky. Monster. Little blanky boy. Um, it's just recording. This is the whole. This is the whole thing. It's okay, happened. cool. Should we just make noises. Yeah. Or... Welcome to the um, podcast arena. Thanks, mate. And Thanks the blanket. for inviting me. Are you comfy me? enough? I'm really comfy. I feel Good. like kind of cozy. Look at that. I feel like a a muppet. You look like Yoda. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Go on, do a Yoda impression. Oh, I'm on the spot now. You don't have to. Podcasts make me happy. No, uh, I will do Yoda. It will just happen when it happens. When it happens. He'll enter me. I feel like the mic is slowly moving towards me. (laughs) It might be. It's on an automatic... Automatic. Directional... Directional... Journey. It's on a journey. I let it do its thing. It's It's on a mic journey. It's free. Uh... Welcome to the podcast arena, Laura Jean Marsh, Laura Jean Neville, or as we've all come to know you, <laughs> Wombat of Wombleton. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wombat too. I know. We're all wombats really, but we just not everyone's realised it yet. No. We've, we're just woke to... Did we find out when that was born? I think my memory is, yeah. years ago, you said something like, uh, have you got that script or something? And I was like, yeah. And you went, groovy wombats. And I went, you're a groovy wombat. And you went, no, you're a groovy wombat. And then we're like, okay, fine. Wombats forever. And then we realised that every human being is, in fact, a wombat. Yeah. And they just haven't... I don't know. I, I, I don't know if everyone... <laughs> I don't know if everyone's a wombat. I think you're definitely a yeah. wombat. And I also like that you get other people to call me wombat that I've only yeah, really just yeah. met. I like um, that it, it's yeah, got sort of strange, in a professional environment. Yeah, as in well. a professional environment. <laughs> recently yeah. on the on the last film project, yeah. I had sort of men I just met calling me wombat. Yeah, it's still on the in the rushes. You can hear people going shouting wombat. Yeah, I think it helps with people like Mark Guthrie, who's mm. a, an amazing first AD, but can't mm. remember anyone's name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it helps to have a really memorable like 
that guy's called McPhear and that lady's called Wombat. Yeah, Just yeah. deal with it. Because, like, if it, if we'd have said your actual name, you'd be like, oh, I can't remember her name again. I totally forgive people and for you've not met remembering him times. my name. Because I, I, I forget everyone's name, too. Yeah. So it's really hard, though, on a film set to remember, absolutely. Yeah, and you've you got loads try. of names, isn't it? I've got loads of names. Yeah. You've well, got, like, got a two. pro name and a, and a <clears throat> non-name, and you've got, like, a... Is it one word or is it is it a middle name? You've got all sorts of well, names. Well, I have... Yeah, I just couldn't be bothered to change my stage name to my married oh, name. Oh, yeah, same. But it's quite nice having... I'm the same. I've got a married name. Yeah, what is in a name? What is a name? What, what, what is it? <laughs> what is in a name? Not much, really. It's just a label, isn't it? It's it a is story. A label. It's a yeah. story. Absolutely. And I don't use... My mum's name uh, is Nordal because she's Danish. And I actually prefer that to Marsh. Mm. And I don't have much of a connection to Marsh either, really. Um, so I don't really care about what my name Maybe is. Maybe you should have a third option. Well, like Prince. Yeah, <laughs> Nordal. Just call Say it again? Nordal. Nordal. Yeah. I can't do that. It's proper Viking. Nordal. Yeah. That's great. It's cool, right? Danish. Mother. Yeah, mother's well mm. Danish. And her, her father was Icelandic. Oh, wow. So we've got them all over, family all over that part of the world the old scandies yeah them. ye oldie scandy <laughs> yeah they're awesome it. they're um they're emotional fellas are they yeah very why? much so i don't know why it is maybe it's because they're kind of in this uh extreme nature in, yeah, I- in yeah. iceland it's like famously quite a sad place a uh, lonely place yeah there are Which is weird because it's beautiful that's actually a good way to start the discussion of happiness is to discuss sadness yeah okay why do you think that's also sad i guess it's because of the whole daylight thing i don't know what it is but weirdly um the first time i went to iceland with my mum uh it was just the two of us and i was about 12 and i think when you're like 12 and you're going on holiday you you sort of assume it's going to be like Disneyland all the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm getting on a plane, I'm going to a place. Yeah. There's a hotel and You're it's fun, mice. fun, fun. Yeah. I don't know, like, because that's what it's like on telly or something. But um, we were going to visit some of her family that she hadn't seen for years. Mm. And um, my mum moved to... My mum moved to England when she was 17 oh, right. uh, on her own. Like, so she, wow. a lot of her family she hadn't seen for years and sort of like weird stuff going on there. Like just like coming to terms with like people that she hasn't, you know, going and sort of seeing old friends and old family that she hasn't seen for ages. And I think as soon as I got there, I realized that that was the mission rather than it being. Oh, right. But it yeah. was, it was amazing. I mean, I, it was actually the first time I've felt really connected to somewhere and it hit me like in an amazing way because it's it's got, got like you come off the plane and the air is just like crystal clear. Oh wow! And it's got this very yeah, it's got a very strange atmosphere. You're surrounded by incredible landscapes, but there is a kind of weird dark feeling yeah. hovering about. So yeah, maybe it's. I really want to go. That's oh, so amazing. good. It's we incredible. Need to get going there. Have you been a lot of times? Not to Iceland. I've been to Denmark a lot because that's yeah. where most of our family are. Um, nice. I'm determined to take um, the hubster to Iceland. Ye olde hubster. Yeah, I see. It's funny. There's a lot of talk about um, climate, climate-related, uh, you know, seasonal affective disorder and, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. How that, you know, there's like high suicide rates in those northern 
yeah. the northern plains yeah, and like the north of Alaska and stuff. And it's weird because I love the dark. I love the rain, Me too. clouds and What do you coldness. think that is? What do you I think No, really. I hate being hot, so I suppose it's the... The delight oh, you, in the you opposite. You don't like the hotness. I hate the hotness. Yeah, I feel most comfortable when it's when it's cold and dark. Yeah. I feel a kind of strange comfort. Yeah. Like it's okay to hide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, in summer it's like, you know, it's beautiful and sunny and shiny, but mm. it's almost like that feeling of like, what's really going on? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a real blue velvet kind of moment. Like, yeah, oh, it all looks colourful and nice, but what's real, you know? Well, really also, it's like Dennis that kind of like there. it's sunny, it's sunny. Everyone's got to go to the park, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to go to the park. Yeah, I don't want Festi- to. I want to go in the drinking in the, dark. In the sun. Yeah. yeah, and like, there's something quiet and like I love just I love it when it's raining and you can just stay at mm. home and it's like you don't have to leave and you're like, fine, no one really cares. Like, exactly, and there's yeah, like if you don't go out in the summer, it's like, oh, what's wrong with what's wrong with her now? Whereas in like no one's yeah. going out when it's raining. Yeah. Although I am because it rained a few weekends ago and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And I had mm. to go to the, the the little garden center near my house and I was like, I'm going to walk because in the rain. it's so nice. And I had just such a great walk. Yeah. Just drenched. And yeah, I got in yeah. and Danny was like, you're soaking wet. And I was like, I know, isn't it great? You felt really liberated. It was so nice to be wet again. <laughs> it's nice to be wet. <laughs> yeah, um, it's so good. I know what you mean. It kind of brings you closer to nature and stuff as well. When it's pissing down, and you get drenched. Yeah, and, I like the yeah. smell that comes out, which is apparently I learned a very specific bacteria mm. that human beings have evolved to smell very strongly. Oh, really? Because some oh, I can't remember it. See, I shouldn't have said I've learned this because I clearly haven't. Yeah, but it is Tell something more about like it, that. <laughs> <laughs> we smell it there's like a bacteria's release from the soil when it rains yeah and we not all animals can smell it but we smell it a lot because mm. something about food or shelter that shelter. we needed because oh, yeah, it's a good old smell that oh i love it i love it's a great it. old smell um there's a nice song by ralph McTell called after rain which is a really about how you often feel better after crying, after like hitting rock bottom and then bring yeah, yourself up. That's true. And the lyric is the earth smells sweeter after rain, which is like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, Ralph McTell, what a guy. What a guy. Maybe he'll come on this podcast. Maybe. Let's reach Actually, out. I might. Yeah, let's get him on there. Let's get him on. That would be amazing. Oh. He could do a song. He could do a song at the end. Do you like Ralph McTell? <laughs> no, <laughs> no idea. No idea who he yeah, is. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a 60s folk singer who is still touring every year. Um, you must know Streets of London, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, because everyone sang it in assembly. But yeah. um, he, that's like his hit. But he's also written something like 500 songs. And he goes on tour every year and it's just him and a guitar and he tells stories and it's just the best. And oh, I love awesome. going because I'm like the youngest there by 45 and years. And where's he from? Uh, I want to say Kent. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I might be lying. Bogner <laughs> Regis. Um, right, happy. You're. Are you happy? Um, am I happy? <laughs> and do you know it? And do I know it? Um, I think I'm closer to happiness now than I have been in the past. It's definitely something I've um, 
I haven't been able to, I think, you know, I'm, it's something that you can't really put your finger on mm. what that is. Yeah. Um, I think, do you think that um, human beings are products of their childhood, their upbringing? Uh, probably. Um, probably a bit of that and a bit of the old nature, the old DNAs. The old DNAs, yeah. yeah. Um, I think a lot of my hang-ups on what happiness is were sort of spawned from sort of when I was we. Yeah. Um, so I used to I used to think that being happy meant this sort of extreme high feeling yeah. of like, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I, I definitely have an addictive nature. So I kind of, the, the feeling of just feeling totally, you know, that rush of excitement that you would get from performing, yeah, you know, or being in love or being really drunk yeah, <laughs> or, you know, that bungee jump feeling. Yeah, and yeah. I think that I've always, always wanted that. That was always the thing mm. I wanted. And I, whenever I got it, it would be like, when can I get that again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that could be anything from, you know, like I, I have sort of memories of, I was always that one in the classroom that would be like, singing opera um and you know at the wrong period of time yeah. when we're doing me it. too yeah yeah really yeah, yeah. were you yeah, that yeah. guy too yeah yeah i didn't sing that much opera but i was well i'm using yeah disruptive disruptive but i yeah. think not necessarily in like a negative way yeah just like i think because i i had a very noisy entertainment industry type family mm. um that was what was sort of drilled into me. So I yeah, was always yeah. kind of like, look at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, but I never really, you know, like the thing about being really high off a feeling is that you do have to come down off of it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's only been in the last sort of maybe five or six years that I've really felt like I've been able to find anything near happiness what really i really think happiness is now right. which is actually quite a quiet feeling <laughs> yeah yeah just peace well peace and mm -hmm. also like you know how um you know how when you suddenly have this wave of emotion mm. um and it hits you from nowhere yeah that's usually only when you're really feeling quiet yeah yeah um and i used to sort of get really you know i used to love getting really really drunk you know, experimenting with all sorts of things, just wanting to feel as high and, you know, excitable and as possible. Um, and, you know, like performing, I used to be in a band, as you know, because we used to know each other about that. We did, yeah. Uh, and I used to, you know, it, it, I, I think I spent so much time obsessing over how I looked to other, how other people thought of me mm -hmm. um, that I didn't really enjoy it. Like, yeah, yeah. really? Does, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, like, I guess, do you mean, like, in... If you're looking at, like, the band senses, you're not really living in the performance because you're wondering what the audience is yeah. making of and it. I think, yeah, and I think that that is something to do with being the youngest child, mm -hmm. um, always wanting, you know, always trying to get the attention. Yeah, and when, yeah. you, you know, both my brothers are performers, my dad is a performer. And so it's hard to be, it's hard to be seen 
yeah. all the time yeah. when everyone's very talented and loud. Yeah. And, uh, and also, I think the nature of like doing performancey stuff or creative stuff, mm. I think the nature of it comes with a weight of expectation that it's special. So I guess if yeah. you're in a family where it's not particularly special, yeah. where it's like, well, we all do this. So like, yeah. then you, do you have to, you kind of have to do it even more, don't you? you yeah, have to absolutely. Be even more and like, I it. can't complain too much because, um, I, my, you know, my, I had a lovely, I have a lovely family. I don't want to kind of say that it wasn't. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah, it was lovely to have people encouraging you to create like mm. that I, I'm really grateful for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is something to be said for you doing some some gig. Like I remember I did one of my first gigs in Screaming Ballerinas mm -hmm. and uh, I felt like so proud of myself, but it was almost like, oh, you know, the, it, there was a kind of, it, it's just already been done in my within yeah. my family. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I didn't really, you know, and I never really felt like... Uh, I've always felt like I was trying to prove something. Like mm. I always had to have something to write home about. And I always wanted yeah. to, to kind of definitely wanted to make my dad proud um, over everything else. Yeah. And it didn't really matter, you know, it didn't really matter who told me like but that the performance was great or they felt something or whatever. You, um, you know, you're always, I, I, that's why I think that you are a product of your your upbringing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and the thing is, is that I think... It's a shame, really, that I wasn't more in tune with what was going on at the time. Um, right. And, like, you know, performing and not feeling kind of like, uh, oh, wow, this is fucking awesome. I'm singing songs I wrote, and yeah. these people are singing them back to me, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's like, I find, I look back on the, those times and I'm like, oh, God, that was that was awesome. I wrote some really good tunes and had loads of fun with my best friends. And Yeah. Um, but now, like, I... I I since I started meditating as well a few years ago, I've really kind of tuned into just feeling quite like peaceful and quiet and finding happiness in mm. a really nice kind of just a really slow, quiet kind of way. Yeah. Can you tell us about how that works? Because I don't think anyone's brought that up. Okay. And that is... Uh, it's an interesting thing to me. I'm very, very interested in like hypnotherapy as well, which is kind hypnotherapy, of in that right. same realm. Well, um, but I know you've, you've done that for a few years, haven't you? And I have, that yeah. That helped you a lot. Yeah, so so the, uh, what I was saying about um, that feeling of, you know, the addiction to feeling high mm. and feeling, you know, extreme uh, happiness or, you know, that feeling of like a rush of excitement... Um, that can be quite dangerous because you have to come down off of it. Yeah. Um, and I think a few years ago, my, my, I mean, my father, like, do, he, he does, uh, he's done meditation for years, uh, transcendental meditation. I think it's mo mostly like made famous because the Beatles <laughs> used to do it. Yeah, yeah. And you've got these images of, of them hanging out yeah. with the Maharishi, like just looking with cool. With acid, probably. Yeah. I don't know. That, that was actually <laughs> after the acid, so it's quite the oh, opposite. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, that was after the acid when yeah. they, they had to clean up. And um, yeah, TM, it's just, yeah, it's really lush. It's, mm. it's awesome. You basically are given a mantra and twice a day you sit and you meditate for 20 minutes. Mm. Um 
And you just, you know, anyone that sort of says, a lot of people feel like they don't have the time to do that. Yeah. But you can always find that, you can always find the time to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things that you'd think, oh, I don't have the time for that. But like, how many 20 minute periods of the day do you waste doing other yeah, stuff? Yeah, other so, stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah. for me, it's it's this lovely kind of, any, any stress I have during the day, um, whether it's, uh, you know, something someone said to me or something I haven't done or somebody I'm avoiding or mm. like something I haven't, just anything that's, you know, what did that, you know, bastard say about me earlier? Like, yeah. or... Um, I didn't say anything. I didn't reply to that. <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> or like an email I haven't replied to or, you know, something like that. Um, I, I, you know, I sit down and I close my eyes and wrap myself in blankets, much like I am now. Yeah, yeah. Should we yeah. do it now? We, it won't it. be great for a podcast. They'd love it. If we just go silent for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, they'd love it. They would, actually. Should we just do it? <laughs> See you later. One, two, three. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> Are you scared? Yeah, I'm really scared of it now. Scared of it I now. I don't understand. Um, I just thought you sounded really boring when I was little. I remember my parents saying, oh, we're going to meditate, and me just being like... Me just being like, oh, God, the fun time's over. Like, Dad's being really quiet for 20 minutes. That's just so boring. <laughs> I didn't get it at all. But yeah. I don't know what... It's it's hard to explain, but after every single time I meditate, all the stress I had before has just kind of wow. gone. And if you go to, um, if you go to like, a meditation centre, you'll see, like, lawyers, teachers, doctors. Mm. It's, I think a lot of people think it's, like, a kind of... That stereotype of, like, sort of bongo sort of playing guys with dreadlocks who are awesome by the way um yeah. <laughs> but it's not just all that kind of vibe yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know it's 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 really helpful uh and it, and it helps you kind of rest um because the only time you really rest your mind is is when you sleep yeah um and the rest of the day and you miss that because you're asleep <laughs> yeah you miss it, don't you? Yeah, you do. Being asleep. And, you're, you're like, hey. and, and also your subconscious is buzzing all over the shop. Yeah. yeah. And when you meditate, you're, you're awake, but you're kind of zoning in on nothing. You're just resting. Yeah. And the mantra slowly kind of pulls you into this state of chill. Mm. And then afterwards you're like, oh, what was all that stuff about? <laughs> Everything's all right. I mean, it sounds And it brings you back to brilliant. that level. Yeah? Does yeah, it interest sounds you? sounds brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I would... Um, I'd sort of like in my head I'd go to diazepam for the same reason, but that's well. The thing is, <laughs> sounds is that, better not. To. Well, the thing about that, I think. I mean, I don't know, um, but with I, I question bringing something into your body to fix it mm. from the outside. Yeah, yeah. Rather than trying to fix it from mm. the inside appeals to me more yeah definitely yeah and um i had a complete uh sort of meltdown two months ago and it kind of hit me from nowhere it was really mad i don't know if you've ever had like a proper kind of meltdown mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and um i i don't know it was crazy i was, I was talking about this a couple of days ago to a friend and she was like i can't imagine you having a meltdown <laughs> you seem so together yeah and i was like Oh, fucking happened. Um, and it was really weird. Like, I feel really me. I feel like I'm kind of going to be told off by the meditation gods, but I stopped, <laughs> I stopped meditating for a few weeks. Oh, right. And I. What, before or? Before uh, during sort of two, yeah, like yeah, two yeah. weeks before, I was just sort of not doing my meditation. Right. And I was really busy and there were certain things going on. I was doing uh, just some, some 
I don't know, things just got on top of me. Mm. And I just had a complete meltdown. It was like my body was completely angry at me. I had like hives. I was crying oh, wow. all the time. Yeah, Aaron was yeah. like, who did I marry? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Exorcist. Um, shit, yeah, it was really bad. It was quite funny thinking about it now just because I was just like this wild beast for a yeah. couple of days. Oh, I, I feel... Um, I feel like a letdown because I didn't know. But. Oh, mate. But I, you know, I would feel like any any friend that said oh, I was having a hard time, I'd be like, oh, I didn't know, because immediately I go, I take that on my shoulders and mm. go, oh, what was I doing two months ago that I didn't like check in and make sure that everyone was all right? Yeah, um, but how can you do that? Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, that's I'm really sorry that you oh, had mate, that. Thank that's you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm all right though. I mean, I don't think there's any shame in. I'm trying oh, to no, learn. No, I'm not. trying to learn that it's okay to not be okay. Absolutely, yeah. I absolutely 100% agree. And also I think, uh, again, I, I feel like I say a lot of the same stuff, but like the the very thought of like you saying that, well, if you'd said two months ago I broke my leg or like, mm. or I hurt my back or something, so I was mm. out of action physically, yeah, you'd never have any shame in that. Mm. So, yeah, 100% it's okay to not be Yeah, okay, and... Yeah. Um, I think some of my friends that are way more forthcoming with their emotions mm. and uh, some of my friends uh, and family, you know, who are quite kind of, you know, they're very outspoken about having mental problems, you know, like just yeah. feeling really down a lot. Um, I feel like I put them, like I'm not, sometimes I think in the past if I'm having a shit time, I feel like, well, I can't really say anything because they're having a really shit time. Yeah. Um, nah. Yeah, and it's it, I I don't know. Like I always feel like I'm not quite worthy to have the attention or something. Yeah. But this is another thing about. I think I've always felt. I think I've always felt like that. Right. Since I was really small. And that probably feeds into the. Then it all gets too much kind of thing. Yeah, it gets too much. Yeah. Um, and even I think I think I sometimes hide. This sort of um, vulnerability stuff i think i hide my vulnerability a lot yeah because i'm afraid that i'm gonna get like stabbed <laughs> God, yeah, yeah like yeah. you know and i, I yeah. think it's the bound it's boundaries isn't it it's like wanting to feel safe yeah yeah um and i, I actually speak i'm speaking quite fondly in a way of of having this little meltdown because i was like oh shit like uh it's really important to keep yourself in check and mm -hmm. like do these little things like the meditation thing really does keep me feeling like real <laughs> yeah, yeah you know on, and on a nice even keel mm -hmm. um and I can kind of digest things like you know if something something kind of challenges me I can kind of think about it with a sort of straight in a straight simple way yeah rather yeah. than retaliate you know in this kind of violent way which ends up uh affecting my emotions even more yeah. does that make sense absolutely yeah I think you're you're describing what so many people sort of go through and then but what's really great is that you've found something that works mm. it's just that you need to remember to to do it yeah, yeah and like yeah. pay attention to yourself i guess yeah um, yeah i think yeah i'm just totally agree with that that whole thing really but finding the yeah the thing that helps you stay on the even keel is mm. interesting but i i i get what you mean as well by saying that you are almost fond of the fact that it happened. Mm. Um, 
because I feel like that, like the, the the sort of down days and all the doubt and the oh I can't do anything, I'm not very good at anything, all of that stuff. Mm. In a weird way, I wouldn't ever want to get rid of it because no. somehow it's like oh, I'm definitely alive because that's yeah, happening. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, um, which w- is maybe sounds a bit irresponsible. But do you think that's more uh, common in creative people? Yeah, maybe. I think like, it like can you're going to lose your magic if you yeah, don't have the darkness. Yeah, and I don't know. It seems like a real cliche, but there are definitely things um, that you come up with, perhaps that you mm. go like, "Oh, if I didn't, if I didn't think like in that way, yeah, um, would I, yeah, would I be able to come up with something?" Well, a like good example that? of this mm. um, is our mate David Lynch. Yeah, he's we are good friends with David Lynch. Aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are friends. He was here just a minute ago, actually. Yeah. I pretend I'm friends with David Lynch, <laughs> yeah. and I yeah. pretend I'm friends with Mark Maron. I'm not at yeah, all. Yeah, you are, actually. I feel like yeah. I am. Um, and actually, he, like, David Lynch uh, meditates the fuck out of his life. Oh, really? Yeah, he's the TM dude. Oh, right. And he... Um, he doesn't have any problem finding the darkness, does he? No, exactly. Yeah. Literally, like, darkness king. Um, and he, he says, you know, just because... Uh, what was this quote? Something about, uh, you know, that it's, it's the theatre of it, isn't it? Mm. You know, I, I think you can... The great thing about meditation is I, I actually find that I'm way more creative when I'm when yeah. I'm having good meditations in the sense that I actually give it time you know I go and sit on my bed I close the cats away (laughs) and curl up and I do my thing and then afterwards I'm like oh that's a good that was a good idea I'm gonna put that down or you you give yourself a little bit of bit more power as well okay there's a focus to it I think you're probably right it's just I don't know. Do you know what happened the other day? It's just what it definitely works for me I can't say it works for everyone I know that a couple of my my family members have tried it and they're like doesn't do anything for me yeah yeah so you know it just it does work for me and I do sort of I'm constantly suggesting it to my friends that have anxiety issues mm. and they just go I haven't got time <laughs> <laughs> I'm too anxious <laughs> yeah I'm too anxious to do this yeah well I'd probably be one of those so yeah I understand that how do you feel about medication well these things it's funny you should say that because I've avoided it for a long long time and mm. only this year was I prescribed something to help with anxiety issues, I suppose. Um, Is that from a GP? From a GP, yeah. They're not really head guys, though, are they? They're not entirely head guys, but I think it was like, all right, here's a specific thing that's really like interrupting my life. Um, mm. And I did say to her, I don't really... I don't want to get involved in medication because I really do enjoy being in the dark also knowing how you feel Mentally. like knowing yeah, how you're and, feeling and i like yeah. the ups and downs and i am uh in, in many huge amounts of ways like a really happy person as well yeah you are um, you are like to me i so I, yeah i'm not unhappy by any no. stretch like, i'm really really lucky and and um yeah i just have loads to be happy about but i also have like loads of doubts and stuff i suppose but i also have some anxiety crazy issues about Phone calls and weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, like. I listened to your first oh, podcast yeah, yeah. and I, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it's <laughs> funny because the medication that I am on is a relatively low dose, but I went to go see A Star Is Born and people were saying, 
oh, Star is Born. I cried so much, ugly tears. Oh, my God. And I was like, great, because I love crying so much. Yeah, yeah. And I don't find it hard to get there. No. Like most things, anything like that, I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm going to cry. And I did go and I cried quite a lot, but I wanted to, like, be uncontrollably sobbing. Is it... Uh... I, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch the film. I might do, but is yeah. it is it crying in because things go wrong, or is it like fluffy? Bit of both, really. Right. Both okay. of that. Both of the, all of that stuff. Um, so I did. I, there were a fair bit of tears, but I remember coming out going, "I don't feel like I cried enough." Mm. Now I'm worried that my medication's evening things out too much. Too much. Yeah. Um, but then, like two days later, Danny and I were watching First Dates Hotel, and there was like an old couple of people who both lost their partners, and I was wrecked. So mm. I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. Um, it just didn't get me as much as I hoped it would. Mm. But that's probably not like a good, healthy way to live. But I do love, I love crying. Yeah, because it makes you feel alive. Yeah, I yeah. love like getting right down in there mm. and soaking it all up. Um, yeah. The medication things, you're giving it a bit of a pop at the moment to see if it, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're kind of questioning things like, is this how I'm really feeling or is this the drugs? Or, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. really feel any, I don't really feel, feel really like different. it's that different. Well, I think um, I'm quite lucky because in many ways, because my mum is a psychotherapist mm. and I had, you know, such a colourful, bouncy dad who was like a performer and very emotional. Um, and then my mum was always like the super earthy lady who very much is like Yoda and she doesn't you know she she she's nearly 70 and she still sees like eight clients a day um, wow. from her little house in Bath where I grew up yeah and she just sits with people for an hour like this and listens to them yeah and uh I often I mean she's got that kind of magical thing where she doesn't say much, but she, you just sort of feel mm. like you're being cared for, and she helps you. Yeah. She helps you work things out yourself. Um, and it is quite helpful for me if I'm feeling really crap to talk to her. Mm. Um, but I wonder, you know, if there's just so much talking that you can do, really, isn't there? If you're feeling really sad and you need something else, I think medication is is good for that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But then I also wonder, like, whether GPs are the guys for the job, really. Yeah, and, and to be fair to my GP, I was referred to talking therapy as well. Um, talking therapy. Yeah, that's what they call it. Now. Do it's they? Like yeah, it's like a it's it's because it's not one specific therapy. Like, you might go for general counselling. It might be CBT. It might be, I guess, hypnotherapy might come into it. Like, so yeah. you kind of like referred to the talking therapy service and then from there mm. you'd get, but um, she gave me the form or whatever and I had to ring them and I was like, oh, you've missed the point. I don't want to ring anyone. Oh, yeah, you really <laughs> um, don't want the, the phone So I did thing. not do that. Yeah, I didn't do much of that. Um, I Also, I lost the form, but I find it. It sounds to me like you don't want to do it, mate. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not against it. Like a lot of, especially um, males, are against the whole talking thing. Yeah, for a very In America, obvious it's American. Not, it's not so weird. Do you think it's a British thing? Like, because we can be quite. Do you think we don't like? Uh, I think there's still like a male. I think there's a a male, like a very cliched male thing of like, thing. don't. Oh, I can't talk about feelings. Something like that. I'm feel like that, but not from the very male sense because I'm not very male mm. in a lot of ways um 
I'm just like it from a sense of like, oh, it's just like, who gives? I just don't want to go on. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which Do is you... weird because I'm doing this podcast, but that's not about. That but, really. but I don't think we have the answers though, do we? That's the thing. It's yeah, like yeah. I'm not sitting here saying I've got the answers. Like I had a, you no, know, no. I had this monster meltdown not long ago. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, I think we're just human beings are we're all bouncing around trying to be happy. Yeah. Like we're talking about. But it surely can't be as simple as that. We're just trying to work out how to make it work. But I but what's it. what I find interesting though is that why like I know that, it, that that sitting and talking about things can help. You, you mentioned earlier that like you feel like we're all human beings bouncing about looking for happiness, right? Yeah. Do you feel like we are on a, in a pursuit of such things and that perhaps my feeling is, for example, that I think pursuing it all the time mm. is part of the problem. Because you're never really going to get there. Yeah, because you never get there. But also I think like... Uh, you know, something struck me about what you said. It was a real little thing where you said that people often say to you, you don't seem like the per- sort of person mm. who'd be... Because um, I know why people would think that about you. Yeah. Um, and maybe that? I'm just, like, super woke here, but, like, uh, I've always felt that people I'm friends with... I feel like I'm quite good... If I'm good at anything, I do feel like I'm quite good at seeing the real person perhaps mm. um but i i can absolutely see why people who might not be able to see that with you mm. would be like oh sh- laura's fine because mm. you've got like you've got a good mm. um what's the word not a facade but like you're good at bullshitting the appearance of being <laughs> like everything's everything's put together. okay you're good at the positivity stance yeah but um yeah, I think I've always... Yeah, I, I think you're right there. Do you feel like that you end up, because of that, do you feel like you end up feeling a lot of pressure to, to live up. up to the the up. story other people have yeah. rather than your own? Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like that. And actually, <clears throat> one of my oldest friends once said to me, Laura, it's okay. It's okay to feel down. Yeah, like, yeah. She was looking at me, like, and she's known me since I was three, and she just went it's all right, you know, yeah. to be, feel down. I just burst into tears. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like somebody who really knew me. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and she was just going like, it's all right. And it was probably around that same time that you helped me move house. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sort of depressing, like, situation where I, I had gone through a breakup and I couldn't keep the facade up anymore. Yeah. And you had to help me sort of, like, push my cats into yeah, one cat yeah. carrier, which is ridiculous. They were furious. Well, Panda was all right. Mouse was just going... <sighs> Yeah, that was fury. They were going through what we were. I was going through. Yeah, yeah. Fucking breakdown. They didn't want to leave. Um, but yeah, I think I could have done with somebody when I was younger going, telling me n- no. Like I told my parents I was leaving home when I was seventeen, moving to London to start a band. Mm. Could have really done with some education. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I like, but I think similarly. Laura's all right. She's the one that's all right. Like, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know, and so I went off as like a child, really. Yeah. To, um, my parents wouldn't mind me saying this because they, I talked to them about it. Mm. But um, yeah, like you know, a little bit more parenting, not not having to feel, you know, not having to fend for myself, really. Yeah. 
I've learned a lot from that, but I do put a facade up because I think it's like battle. It's like a battle face. It's the makeup. Yeah, yeah. The... But also I think you you can spin that for your own... The story that you tell about yourself is actually... There's another way of looking at it is that, yeah, you did that because you were 17 and you were wild and you had a dream or whatever. Yeah. But you managed it. Mm. Like, here you are now. Like, you're fine, you know. Yeah. Um, and would you, I don't know, would you necessarily go back and go, actually, no, I'll get a bit more education, I'll do something different? Because no, actually I don't it's now. Led I don't now. Are, I did right? spend some, I did spend some years feeling angry about the fact that my dad has this amazing private school education, but he mm. didn't do, he didn't put me and my brothers into that sort of situation. Right. I, it was almost kind of like, I think arguably my mum and dad didn't think it was necessary and that, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> public school was fine. Um, but, you know, I don't speak the same kind of English that my dad does. He's in, you've spoken to my dad. He's I have, yeah. Well, he said some very choice words to me. Not about me, about oh. other people. Oh, really? So, you know, he, uh, yeah, he, he's learned some excellent swears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's... So perhaps that's what he learned. What do you say? Uh, I think I think the very first like minute of the very first conversation I had with your dad, he was calling all sorts of people cunts, <laughs> um, oh, and he said Henry. he liked me because I wasn't one. Oh yeah, well you're not, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're nice, yeah. Um, oh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so ugh, I don't know, like the whole kind of thing of. I spent years kind of, I think something that I have learned um, that's helping me, resentment and blame is not good for your happiness. No. If, you, if you're constantly blaming, you know, it's not easy to bring up children, you know, it's mm -hmm. not, no one's perfect. A lot of people, you know, I, I don't know if, if you feel this, but when you, you meet people and they're like maybe in their 60s or 70s and you suddenly realise that they are like, it's like talking to a child and yeah. they've got the emotions <laughs> yeah. of a child, yeah. you know? And uh, quite a few people, I'm starting to notice that now and thinking like, you know, not expecting grown-ups to be grown-ups. Yeah. We're all just, you know, yeah, yeah. like I said, bouncing around trying to make it work. I think my parents did a really bloody good job and i probably was really convincing and stubborn yeah yeah <laughs> and going i'm going i'm gonna be fine you know uh so i'm trying not to blame uh outside influence too much i think you know not taking not it's really hard like because i could be you can blame other people for how you feel but if you come to terms with why you feel the way you do you can kind of you can you can fix it mm, yeah okay yeah yeah you know what i mean Definitely. Yeah, I don't think you should be... It's just it, you did something. You didn't do anything that bad. Uh, no. And it worked out. It led you to who you are now. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I have a feeling that looking back on anything like that is a total waste of brain mm. energy isn't it because yeah and arguably if i'd have stayed be in, changed <laughs> you can't you can't yeah. change it no and if i had have stayed in the west country i'd probably be married with five kids and yeah you know possibly you wouldn't be here i wouldn't be I here could, right now i would 99.9 percent .9 say no if they'd have said not that this is the pinnacle of your life right now but it's pretty <laughs> close right um being on this podcast but uh i think if 
they'd have said, you're not doing that. Yeah. You're an idiot. Fucking stay there and Maybe sit down. you could do with learning um, some history. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, but, you know, in 23, no, mm. what? So 13 years, mm. I am not going to get to be on a podcast. Yeah. And this is it. This is yeah. the moment. Um, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I don't have I don't have regrets, but I do like to want. I, I do like to think. I think I think I, for a while I I I put blame on, uh, you know, my upbringing. You know, just thinking like it would have been nice to learn some more stuff. Basically, go yeah. to get a proper education. Maybe go to drama school. Mm. But I. I was so adamant that I wanted to do music, and I'm really bloody glad I did. I mean, it was so much yeah. fun. It was great. So. Um, what do you feel like you don't know? I mean, obviously, we all don't know loads of stuff, but like, yeah, that's a good. Point. I don't know because I'm just um, I'm very the other way. Like, I wish I'd had less education some often. Have, yeah. Because um, uh, I was so ready to get stuck into work at fifteen, and I wasn't, and I was stopped from screwing it up in that sense. Mm. And that's again, that's led me to where I am purely because. I became very close friends with Stuart, business partner Stuart. Yeah. During the sort of A level years. Yeah. Which I was desperately trying to get out of. Mm. Um and had I not done that, I probably wouldn't have started this and you know, it yeah. all leads to whatever. So um but yeah, I, do, I always kind of feel when people say, oh, I wish I'd have stayed in school longer and done more well, education. I'm like, why? Doesn't well, I don't, like now, I don't now. <laughs> I don't now. I mean, now I, I see that now that I'm I'm acting, mm. I'm really glad that I had some life. <laughs> yeah. Because I, and I, boy, like I really did, you know, yeah, I've got, yeah. got, had some heavy times in London before yeah. I, um, <laughs> yeah. heavy shit going down and like now I can draw on that when I'm doing the acting thing and and uh that's your education that is your education I mean I guess it is it's that sort of like sounds wanky because it's like the university of life yeah yeah uh well I'll tell so you wanky. why it, it is really wanky, wanky ah! time, <laughs> I can't believe I said that even as a joke it is a joke though just so the readers understand it's a joke <laughs> readers um, yeah there's a lot of readers they're reading everything the transcripts um Read. we've the... got a reader here there is, yeah, don't call it that, certainly, but I think in the what you're now pursuing, yeah, as, a, as an actor, and the way the technique that you are using to do that to draw on mm, internal experiences and stuff like what education would you have got if you'd have spent three years in drama yeah. school spending 10 grand a year yeah. to learn how to do that if you weren't having any? Yeah, I think because I have friends that went to drama school who, you know, are very, very talented. Um, and I I often have the question when I'm on a film set where someone goes, oh, where did you train? Mm. Happens all the time. And I'm like, oh, you know, and yeah, I find hard, myself yeah. not wanting to sort of say I didn't train properly mm. but then fuck it because i'm there and i'm doing the thing and you yeah. know why should i uh feel um lesser yeah um but i think it, it's not i think again i can't blame i think that's just uh, an inferiority complex that i have anyway and yeah. it's something that i'm trying to work on because i think little sister thing uh wanting to be the center of attention um for the wrong reasons and wanting to be sort of, I think, yeah, just this, there's a thing. I think if you want to perform and you want to be an actor, mm. 
Mm. Um, you've definitely want to be seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but what I'm trying to work, when what I realise is, is that when I feel really happy on a film set is when I'm collaborating and I feel like I'm creating something with other people. Yeah. And that is life, surely. Yeah. You know, like, and that's what it's like in a relationship, in a marriage, yeah. your cats and your friends, you yeah, know. Yeah. It's, it's not all about being in the spotlight. It's about feeling like this collective sense of achievement that's well fluffy yeah um and i don't think that i i don't wish i went to drama school but i i have at times just felt like oh i'm not like a real actor do you know what i mean yeah oh and i, I completely I get it get because it. of where i've sort of come from yeah in this job as well in that like 17 i just started doing it because mm. but that's how I didn't think I would ever learn it if I just didn't get on with it. Mm. And you like you still learn stuff all the time. But loads of people, especially now, like these days when we're working with big crews from all over and like mm. so many people have come up through the ranks, certainly in like camera department are coming up through mm. the ranks. Some of them went to film school uh, and trained and they have like these specific qualifications in yeah. this, that and the other. And like three of us here have always been a bit of we do little bits of everything yeah um and i always 100 percent everything i ever do unless it's literally just me Stu, and nick perhaps and yeah. maybe some very close friends i always feel like i'm faking it because yeah but then i but then you have to but step back and mean? try and objectively go but i have made probably like four thousand films <laughs> yeah. um yeah and there's and lots of people who've trained mm. and haven't made any yet because it yeah. and and I think it's the same with what you're doing. It's like you are your training is mm. the work that you do. Yeah. And like the first thing that we filmed together was before you'd done any real training. It was like you yeah, were modeling pressure. at the time and then you were like looking to try it out. And what I've said to a few people and what I really admired about that is you took the experience. I think you immediately looked at what you wanted to work on more during it mm. and went, right, how do I work that out then? Yeah. Whereas actually if you've gone to a school where, where you've paid for it and then you've been given a mm. qualification, you might not never do that. You mm. might never go onto a job, do the job and then go, actually I there's things that I mm. need to work on during doing that job. Mm. So I'm going to go away and work on it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of actors will do that and a lot of people will do that. Yeah. Like continual development, whatever. But... Mm. There's a lot of people that would go, oh, no, I don't need to work on anything there yeah, because it's because just my like, tutor in 2005 yeah, yeah. told me, that. and I got the piece of paper, or I, you know, I yeah, got yeah. the receipt because yeah. of all the money I spent. And I know? think something that that also that's true. I think, and um, I, I. I found quite a lot of comfort in listening to a few interviews with actors that I really respect and finding out that they didn't train or they didn't enjoy their training and they didn't take much from mm. it. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's okay then, you know. Um, I'm not I'm not a fake. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think also, like, I have done some... I have done quite a bit of training sort of since I decided yeah. this was what I wanted to do. And actually there was a period of time where I was like, is this actually doing me any good or is it actually <laughs> making things, making, is it taking me out of myself? Like, because yeah. I don't know, there's some sort of techniques where you're being broken down mm -hmm. and you leave feeling kind of shit. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know if you agree, but I think there's a certain amount of, 
confidence you need to act whether it, even if you're playing you just need to feel like you can do it do you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> like yeah, just literally yeah. walking onto a set or, or yeah. a stage or whatever and, and feeling confident but a lot of um techniques uh kind of you know it, it, there is a sort of yeah they, they, they're kind of breaking you down and getting mm. you to feel really shit like you know feeling those things yeah but I think you can kind of if you can do that anyway yeah I guess it's a lot of people it's amazing how many people can't like again oh it sounds really really wanky and annoying but like if you do it and don't cut it out al yeah no it's fine i'm not cutting it out i'm just no saying like if you talk not, to okay. people who aren't who yeah. don't kind of do the kind of jobs that we do and yeah. a lot of people that we know do um they do find it hard to access that stuff and also embrace darkness or embrace mm. pain or um and and want to live on a a plane of just you know everything's mm. just as it is um so i think if you're if you're someone like that mm. knowing those techniques but also being able to then implement them it's like it's all very well knowing this stuff but mm. if you don't actually know why you've learned it and mm. how you then do the job but use it mm. then you're right it's like is that really doing anyone any is good is it doing well it wasn't doing me much good mm. I, I can honestly say um and i think that if you want to i don't know I, you know when you're you're coming you know com coming from a real place or not yeah and it should yeah. be something you can do anyway i think if you're if you're any good yeah fuck knows but um but yeah i, I think that the, I, I don't have any regrets about now I don't have any regrets because I'm really happy with with how things are going now mm. um but yeah it's an it's an inferiority thing about not going to school not having enough schooling yeah, I think yeah. that I'm trying to shake off I think that um yeah because like I say I totally feel it as well yeah in everything the inferiority thing, but I think like not being probably worthy. yeah, like everything, every mm. thing I do, I feel like that. And what do you I think, think that sometimes. Is, then? Why do you think that is? Um, I guess just my personality. I it's just yeah, I just feel like I'm not really good at anything. I feel like I've just get away with stuff now and again. But you're so talented. Why that's really lovely talented. of you to say, yeah, and yeah. and to be fair, like a lot of people do say it, um, but I don't really know what it is. I don't, I can't, I can't sell that. Yeah. So yeah. I just feel like, well, you know, I know I've got that amp. I could sell that. I could make like maybe forty quid for it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Having, I don't know how you know that you've worked it out but I guess the comfort you can take from mm. feeling that way and mm. you can take it too if I can mm. we can try and take it together is probably everyone feels like that mm. um, so but arguably, other people are much better at faking but, but also yeah. like I guess we're talking about all this stuff about acting and being good at what we do um, but does when somebody tells you you're talented does that make you feel happy um I think it depends who it is. Like you saying it there gave me a rush of like, what a lovely thing to say. You don't need to say that. Um, but also like you've, uh, although we're like good friends, our um, we've done a lot of work together. So I I respect your opinion on mm. that. 
do I agree with you? I don't know, probably not. But it definitely, yeah, it does make me feel happy. It's like mm. it's an uh, an instinctive response to go, oh, that's lovely. But also, there's another response where I go, oh, don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hide in the blanket because. If you think it, if you think I'm talented and you look mm. at me close enough, you might go, mm. oh, I was wrong. I was, it's really interesting. <laughs> this really interests me because I think so many creative people, especially musicians, don't have the power to, they don't have the confidence to get themselves out there. And I yeah. think it's the fear of um, failure. Yeah. And you know how many, I mean, how many people between us, you and I, do we know that probably spend so much time writing amazing music in their bedrooms and they never actually get yeah. it heard? It's funny you should say that because I wrote a song yesterday mm. and I genuinely am convinced that it's amazing. Yeah, can you play it to me afterwards? Um, no, <laughs> I can't. I can't even play to you. Why? Oh, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. It, yeah, it's exactly that. And but I'm looking at you right now, and you look full of fluff and happiness about it. I oh, know, but it's more just um, yeah. laughter to mask it. I don't know. It does good. It does but also, because what's the point? What? I don't write songs. What's the point of that? Well, I actually in... wrote it for someone else's film. Right. So he's it's his now. But this but. is the thing, isn't it? It's this creativity thing. Like I've, I'm, I'm an act, I'm an actor now. You are, darling. And, um, and I don't, I still write songs, but mm. I don't tell anyone because I feel like, yeah. oh, that's not me anymore. I'm not allowed to. And yesterday, oh, I was thinking about just sticking them up on YouTube or something. Anyway, just to get it out. Yeah. Because <laughs> so much creativity, you just keep hidden. I know. And you don't, and you don't put it out there. I, com- yes, I'm completely see that and it's funny because didn't we do a cover of um a panic at the disco we did yeah and wasn't it really good the end of all wombats yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know it's a great song absolutely no, it's yeah. not our song but still i just think it's like and that's just where's that yeah i it's agree well, you, yeah do you want it you can release it I, all right I can go for it mate. Well, I, I just mean it's an interesting that's all these things that we you collaborate yeah. on you feel great about and then nothing comes of it it's just yeah, and uh, but you le- you learn from it. It's don't so you? easy to be to give the advice, like you know, yeah, that you should just take those songs and and release them and stuff. Do something but, with them, yeah. But you won't, or you might do. Um, and I know the same thing. There's loads of stuff like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something about yeah, everyone. I guess it is the same thing of everyone going, mm. oh, it's it's bullshit after all. And then because like, if especially if you're proud of something, mm. it's so hard to then risk the fact that no one else agrees. Okay, this has brought us to something really interesting. Mm-hmm. So this, everything we're talking about right now is all about what other people think of us. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, oh, I don't want people to know I've been writing songs because I'm saying I'm now an actor, so I can't possibly, like, what, <laughs> yeah. what are they going to think of me? Are they going to think I'm confused? <laughs> and in reality, I'm not confused. I just enjoy right. picking up the guitar and yeah, writing yeah. songs. And you don't, you don't, you were literally squirming in your seat when you're yeah. talking about this song you've yeah, written. Yeah. And everything we're relating to those feelings is about, it's all about what other people are thinking of us. Mm-hmm. So is happiness being accepted by other people, it, does that contribute to you feeling happy, being Ooh. accepted? I think oh, it... It's a biggie. I think it probably can, but I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's real, is it? No, because I think you can. You have to accept 
yourself more than anything. I was talking to an actress friend of mine the day before yesterday called Daniela Aisha Wood. She's very nice. Um, she said we were talking about the addictive feel, like it's really addictive getting a phone call from your agent and t- being told you've got a job. Mm-hmm. And that high you feel, is it's all about, you know, it's all about somebody else telling you you're good. Yeah, yeah. And them being told you're good. Yeah. And you being like, oh, I'm, you know, and then you're constantly trying to get back on that high. And how, it's just it's super unhealthy <laughs> oh, God, to yeah. live yeah, like it's that. A very, it's an um, addiction. Yeah. Um, and do you, when you get that call, uh, you might get one today for tomorrow. You uh, might yeah. be traveling. Um, when you get that call, how oft, how much of it can you hold on to and carry forward to the job? Or do you then get the call and go, agent's happy, people have cast me, I am validated, mm. and then do you go, shit, I've got to do the job, what if they realise? Well, one thing, I <laughs> that's the thing, the high is so, un, it's so unnatural, that high, because it's like a movie. So, mm. you know, that whole idea of like, you've got the job, it's, it's bullshit, because yeah. really, when you're on set, you've, you've got a job to do, and it's not glamorous, really. Yeah. You know, acting isn't, you know it's a job and you're waiting around a lot and then you go and do your thing and then you're tired and you feel oh I did all right and you go home (laughs) like you do with any job yeah but but the the you don't hold on to it and then inevitably you can sometimes feel suddenly worried about it so Mm -hmm. you go you get excited yeah and then you go oh but what if I'm on set and they go oh you're like you look like a wombat yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not what we thought yeah, yeah i don't like your wombat voice and you've been you've been fired from a job for the most horrendous horrible reason you, before in the past are you as talking well. about the slimming advert i am yeah yeah okay now that like that must make you feel like oh my god i'm i'm as a person i'm unwanted but at the same yeah. time you must go they are so fucking wrong though about, oh yeah i yeah, don't yeah. Na- now i I, I look back on that and I'm like, fuck, I should have gone to the papers about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't mind saying what happened. Um, I was on a... Yeah, I, yeah, I think you should because, like, yeah, but I'm was, letting yeah. you do that. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was... Um, I did two auditions to play uh, Alexandra Burke's girl, one of her three girlfriends in a Slim Fast advert. Uh and just for the record, I don't feel great about doing it from the fir- in the first place because I'm a, a vegan and the product was like noodles and it had. Oh, right. I, I wasn't actually sure what the the product was, mm. um, but I didn't feel something about it. Didn't feel right in me anyway. I should say that because it is a horrible story. But it, weirdly, I think the universe sort of helped me out. In the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you that- didn't need to do that job. Uh, no, yeah, I didn't, but fine. you know, yeah. arguably I haven't exactly, I didn't grow up with, with a lot of money, so being offered a lot of money to do yeah, commercials yeah. has been like amazing yeah, for exactly. me. It's yeah, allowed yeah. me to to be, uh, yeah, it's hmm. been my income. Um, but yeah, I, I got cast to play Alexandra Burks, one of her three friends in a SlimFast advert. Um, you know, I went through two auditions for it um, and it was a kind of basic, kind of fluffy girls walking down the street, very girl power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all about body confidence, all about we're women, we're proud of who we are, uh, how we look. Um, 
and the advert's all about girl power, basically. Mm. And um, I turned up to the job, sat down. Um, <clears throat> I'd done a wardrobe fitting for it, so they already knew what I was going to be wearing and taken pictures. Everything had been cleared with the clients, as far as I knew. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in the uh, trailer, uh, waiting to be called onto set uh, with the other two women who'd been cast alongside me. And the clients came in, and I was wearing my kind of shirt. I was wearing this little shirt and a, and a mini skirt. And they stood in front of me, and whispered sort of loudly uh, about me looking too slim, too thin. Hmm. Um, one of them was just sort of going, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's just her arms. Oh, God. Oh, it's, her, yeah. No, not good. Oh. And these, like, they didn't even say hello to me. They yeah. just stood in front of me. And the only way I can describe it, it was like being in a school playground. Hmm. Like there was a, there was a, there was a sort of air of, um, you know, it, I think ugh, I, I couldn't quite believe it at the time because I was mm. sitting there and I'm, you know, a grown woman. I think I was 30 sitting yeah. there just thinking, are they talking about me? Yeah. Like I was looking <laughs> at the girls thinking, is this, what, what is this? Yeah. And they were shaking their heads and looking at me and then they kind of all, all like looked very disappointed and, and walked out of the trailer. And the next thing I know, a kind of... Um, very kind of uh, bumbling Hugh Grant-esque producer comes in and says, I'm really sorry, Laura, but I mean, we did get your body mass index and it was fine. Um, oh but unfortunately, uh, the client just thinks you're too thin for the product. So uh, quite a compliment really though, isn't it really? But we're going we're gonna to send you home. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so... I've told a couple of people this story and they were like, what's well, all right? It's about you being thin. And I was like, well, no, I felt incredibly bullied. Yeah. And also the whole the whole nature of the product was, uh, you know, it was all supposed to be about body confidence, yeah. but not in my case. <laughs> yeah, but also it's like saying um, you are fundamentally physically wrong. Yeah. You know, there's like certain people that you meet and they just are like... It's a facade. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm such a fraud. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm just a twat. Yeah, I'm yeah, just horrible. Yeah. And it's just like, the way I yeah, am. Fucking glass. deal with it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or the same as when people go, I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're not. You're really Yeah, you're crazy. really. They tend to be the most boring people. I know. People are absolutely convinced they're fun. Um, <laughs> 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 I know so many of them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But I think it's come. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's real. Um, I also think that Cunty young people become cunty old people. Yeah. And they are not as fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I guess um, I guess the real crux of the matter is nothing's real. Nothing's real. Nothing is real. No, we're all just... Um, because how do you even define what's real? Can you touch it? Well, there's things you can touch that aren't... that that change when you touch them, so... It sounds like non-duality. Have you heard of that? I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm really... Interesting. My, something, my mum's really into that. Oh, really? As well, yeah. Should get your mum on this podcast. She'll be, like, oh the gosh, expert. she's fucking Yoda, man. She's yeah. magical. Um, my wedding, I, I did a, um, a speech, and it was all about, obviously, about Aaron um, and how much I love him, but it was also a lot about my mum because everybody in my family is so noisy and, and want, like... 
you know, they're all this, all the centre of attention. Mm. And my mum never wants to be the centre of attention, but mm. she's sort of quietly keeping everyone confident and, and yeah. together oh, behind the great. scenes. And uh, I, I completely just gave her this massive big up. Oh, and she couldn't have you. given a shit. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I didn't, need, I didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. need that. And I was like, I needed to say it. It's important yeah. to say these things. Um, yeah, and she's she's somebody that I think, like... She doesn't need attention. She's happy just literally like with her dog, like touching a leaf and going for a walk and walking down, you know, just being in nature and things are very quiet and peaceful in her. Just like you. Well, how I'd, I think I'm becoming yeah, hopefully yeah. more like that. But I wonder if you've always been that way, but you were, you were, I don't know, because I didn't know you well when enough I was little when in. you were younger, but like... Maybe you've always been that way, but there was an expectation to not be. Possibly, and now yeah. that you've become more comfortable with who you are, that you're like, oh, no, that's who I am. Well, I am, yeah, it's what, again, I think what people, the whole thing of us two saying, you know, how other people perceive us and mm. how that, you know, proving yourself to other people. But I think, oh, God, who was it? Somebody, somebody well clever was saying... Um, Children are so innocent and so happy. And, yeah. and all all we do to them is try and teach them to be like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> From Just the word go. Up, yeah. And actually, I was thinking on the way here, because inevitably, when you know you're going to be talking for ages, you're like, what am I going to say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was on the train on the way here thinking, what am I going to say? And I haven't said anything that I thought I was going to say, because it would have been really contrived. Me, me, me neither, actually. Yeah. I was trying to think like where, yeah. Um, no. But I was watching, I was thinking about that, about that thing about children being these pure beings mm. and you're you all parents parents are constantly trying to teach children what's right and wrong yeah. by what they think whether, yeah you yeah. know and and you know not allowing i mean i'm sure it's not the case with everyone but i, th I found that quite interesting because i thought oh that's really really true yeah. you know and i was watching this mum and her kid on the train and she was this sort of six-year-old was dancing around trying to dance for her mum and her mum was literally just on her phone and kind of ignoring her yeah and i was just like oh my god like give her at least just she's doing some groovy moves mama yeah you but know? then but then playing devil's advocate but also like giving the mum the benefit of the doubt she might spend 20 hours a day doing nothing but watching the dance <laughs> yeah, and she's like you know train time is mummy time you can carry on dancing but i'm looking at my phone hopefully hopefully that's, <laughs> you never know yeah, maybe not maybe no not, and i don't but, have um, kids so i don't know how hard it is so yeah, yeah, yeah no fair enough um but yeah i i think yeah we just <clears throat> parents just sort of start um, screwing up innocence from the word go. But I think because the world is not innocent, it's, you probably need to start screwing it up so that people you can cope with it. Yeah. Because um, really? eventually you're going to have to stop being... You're going to have to stop dancing around on the train. Well, I don't know, mate, because, like, that's pretty gloomy. Um, you're like, you know... Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> it <a bit> <laughs> I don't know, but I, I think that... I'm, I'd like to think that you don't have to go through your whole life expecting things to go wrong. No, I wouldn't say that, but or, I think or, or, you need to know how to deal with it when it does. Um, yeah. And I do think there seems to be... Um, I just think you need to have the tools um, to know what to do. Or not even to know what to do, but to know how to cope. So, like, mm. you talked about a couple of months ago having a having a... 
a meltdown, for want of a better word. But beast time. A beast time. Um, in theory, if I don't know what it is, but there's probably something you could have learned mm. a really important lesson as as a child that you maybe missed out on mm. of the recognizing deep sadness and recognizing stress mm. and how to deal with it immediately mm. like i doubt there's hardly any human beings that can do that but there must be some sure. who've worked out it as a kid and i think like there's loads of things that you work out as a kid so like you know that if you feel sick uh not to eat a certain th- you know yeah, as yeah, simple yeah. as that as basic stuff but then there's stuff there's like case. head stuff where it's much yeah. more complicated than that but just giving you the I think if it's a lot to it's a lot it's a lot to um expect from your parents isn't it yeah it's a lot yeah. on them and I think that's something you know like the woman on the train and like our mm. parents and ev- you know everybody's parents it's a hard fucking job oh yeah, yeah. and you know and um, no one knows how to do it and no one really knows how to do it no um, <laughs> well, no one's ever got it perfectly right there's no, no one you could ever meet that I've but s- then how would you even you, you can't even quantify what the perfect life would be although a previous guest did and he quantified the perfect life as being jesus christ Mm -hmm. Um, that guy but i don't understand what he was going on about no no (laughs) yeah i get uh that uh, there is a book that describes someone like that but um well i don't think i think you know it's nice i think i think a lot of people want to know what's right or wrong Mm. And if somebody else or something else in the sky is telling them what that is, it makes life, inverted commas, easier. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I mean, I'd much rather keep trying to work out and try to learn. I think one thing, I mean, I've learned some, I have learned some things from my meltdown. Do you want Mm -hmm. to know what they are? I would love to know what they are. Um, Great. uh, Don't drink too much alcohol. Mm -hmm. Is Uh, that what, were you drinking a lot? Uh, not like whiskey for breakfast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Vodka for breakfast, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no, but... Do you want some whiskey, by the way? Oh, God, no, no thanks. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. Booze. Yeah, so the culture that we come from, like, you know, the whole being in a band, going out every night, dancing to the Smiths and just lo- <laughs> loving, like... So I don't yeah. know. I'm just trying to imagine... Yeah. I'm trying to sort of, like, bring us back to 2005. Yeah, but, you know, that what whole kind of, like, way we're having so much fun, let's drink ourselves to death thing, which mm. I definitely did. Um, and, you know, like, when you're young enough to bounce back every day... Oh my god! Like I had so much fun at those nights. You know, mm. when you've done a gig and somebody you know is DJing and everyone's just drinking and drinking and drinking. Um, I don't think I always I, I ever because I'm always a good drinker. I always thought I was a good drinker. I never got too pissed that I mm. would start crying. I was always the last one standing and being like, "Wait, where's the yeah, next party?" Yeah. And um, I think uh, I think it's got a sort of sell by date that. Mm-hmm. But I think it took me a while. And my husband, who won't mind me saying this, also was very similar to me mm-hmm. back in the day. We're both kind of ex-party eggs. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I have had it, up until about a year ago, I was still occasionally, like maybe once a month, having a night out and just drinking too much and still going back to being that guy, <laughs> that yeah, girl. Yeah. And I'd be like, you know, and then the hangovers inevitably were the worst thing in the world. Right, yeah. And getting really down, which had never happened to me before. Mm. And, 
you know, I, it's just like alcohol. So many of my friends that have problems drink too much and mm. don't really know. It's not that they are drinking around the clock. It's just that addictive, you know, alcoholism comes in so many different forms. And, yeah. you know, it can be that you only drink once every two weeks, but you drink way too much. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that's something that I've cut out and it's helped so much. Yeah. It really has. Like things like just self-care, yeah. knowing to get, oh, that sounds so old, but like knowing to get, get knowing how to get enough sleep, mm -hmm. you know, knowing like on a film set when everyone's getting negative around me to carry myself off and listen to some music or watch oh, an wow. episode of something yeah, on yeah. my phone, not getting caught up in drama. Yeah. Because you know that feeling at the end of the day when you go home and you're like, whoa, that was like negative. That mm. was like a negative soup. Yeah. And yeah. you, it stays with you, doesn't it? Yeah. Every time we work together, isn't it? No, we just have loads soup. of fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what? why I love working with you because we literally are in stitches. Constantly. It's funny that actually because... I know how to make one... you laugh though. Well, yeah. <laughs> there is, um, yeah, that little, uh, that weird little strut you did by the car earlier was hilarious. It's so strange. <laughs> I think just do stuff like that. Just do a little strut now and again. Um yeah, it's funny f film the film thing like from a from being a director um the one thing I am proud of when I do that job is it do okay, I thought it was doing something weird. The one thing I'm proud of when I do that job <laughs> is at least striving doing my best to create a positive atmosphere. Mm. Uh, me and my brother would disagree on that from like driving a thing. I remember when we were making one of these albums here, uh, he uh, drives a hard bargain when it comes to the way he wants gets things that he wants. Um, and it's it's a negative soup, but he gets there. Mm. Um, and he's a very clear vision and sound and everything that he wants, and he gets there through negative soup and pushing through the yeah. negative soup. Um, I just think I'm completely the opposite. Mm. Partly because I hate conflict. I hate, um, I don't deal with conflict at all. Uh, I'm desperate for everyone else to be happier yeah. than I am. Um, but it, I am genuinely proud of the fact that I will run myself into the ground. Physically, I will be sick while making a film. Why are you proud of that, though? Because you should look after I'm not proud yourself. of that bit, but I'm proud of the bit that, like... Yeah, well, yeah, I haven't yeah. yet worked out how to do it all, So, but I'm proud of, like, mm. I'll take myself to that extreme yeah, yeah, in order yeah. for everyone else to be having a better time. Well, I think that, that um, there's a reason why everyone loves working with you, and it, is that it isn't just because you're really talented, but it's also because you create a really enjoyable environment to be in creating something. You're so kind. You're a well West country. That's my yeah, favourite Yeah, it's really fluffy thing. and you even walk around with no shoes on. Yeah, I mean, that's probably just I hate wearing my shoes. Like, I feel but like it's... I haven't got somewhere from wearing my shoes. I feel like I'm getting ready to leave. But I think, with, you know, depending, even, you know, making, creating stuff is hard work mm. um, and, you know, if you're at ease, then you can you know you can do anything really it's, if if there's a tense atmosphere on set and someone's being cunty then it makes everything so much harder yeah i yeah i'm just just trying to keep that out of and it's funny because filming especially when time and budget is is limited which mm. to be honest even on the biggest films it is because it, you just change the level yeah yeah um 
I think if someone, especially when you're, the responsibility is on you to lead everything, mm. if you can just try to keep people giggling a little bit and buoyant in mm. some way. I have a, an interesting story. This is one of the things I was most proud about uh, on a film that was a nine-day shoot. It was drastically underfunded. Mm. Um, and uh, I was I was wrecked emotionally and physically from it. Mm. But one of the things that I realised on that, that I was like, oh, this is where I have some skill perhaps is that when I'm doing that, when I was doing that film and we're like six hours behind because the set wasn't built in time, for mm. example, um, money's literally being burned, everyone's getting more annoyed, mm. I will get my shoes off, run around like a maniac little pixie boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to keep people Vibe. just going. And I'm not even doing it consciously. I'm it like, that's just what I'll do. Yeah, and it kind of makes me feel like, well, everyone's now... Also because I feel as the director, you're basically asking everyone to just do stuff for you and it's a knock-on effect because i've been on sets where the director's been really stressed out yeah and and no judgment there because i know it can be stressful yeah yeah. but it does have a knock-on effect all the way down yeah you know and it can create not not nice vibes yeah yeah well i know on that one like it was the friday afternoon of shooting all week Mm. and it all got quite quiet and just for a minute i was like my eyes are closing And I went and sat down. I sat ne- down next to the executive producer for five minutes or so while we were just setting up for a take and doing some like little nitty bits where there was mm. no dialogue, someone just pulling things off walls and stuff like that, close ups and stuff. And uh, after about five minutes, he leant over to me and I was still sat there, like just trying to keep my eyes open. And he goes, I feel like the energy's really gone down today. Just people you, upset yeah. or something. I was like, no, it's because I'm not running around like a maniac because I just needed to sit down. He went, yeah. oh, right, well, don't worry about it. I was like, no, no, here I go. And I got up oh, and started running around it. like a maniac. And then suddenly, like, literally 10 minutes later, people are moving faster. Yeah. And it's like, there is definitely a contagion effect, I think, Absolutely. From, from mood in um, both camps. Well, it's a real skill that you've got that as well because being able to automatically cheer up a whole room of people is not <laughs> the easiest job in the world. Yeah, so I feel like But you should look after yourself thing. as well, my love. That's my next my next bit. Well, Although, this, this that's one of my funniest stories what? about that is that the day after we wrapped that whole film yeah. and everyone walked because they were on overtime and we couldn't afford it anymore except me a runner who was working for free anyway and mm. nick the producer mm. were smashing the set to pieces so that we could get it into a skip at three in the morning Fucking and then the next morning i got up at six and i went oh my god i'm ill like i am migraine i'm in pain mm. i feel so sick and danny was like you are not going to the office you are having a lie in stay yeah, there went, no gotta to go to the office go to the office and i went oh, i'll go to starbucks first have a coffee and then on my way back i pulled up to the traffic lights and i was like oh i don't feel good and then i projectile vomited all over myself and the car and the windscreen and because like i was driving i had to just catch it here in in a like cup of my hands and catch oh, god, it god i know which film you're talking about now yeah I remember. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. so bad and then I was like, oh, my God. And then luckily I was at a traffic light and it was red. And I was like, what do I do with this now? I'm like cupping sick. sick. <laughs> and I looked next to me to the guy on my right and he was just looking at me like, what the fuck? And then I sort of like looked at him, 
Looked back at the light, it went green, and I just went, oh, just dropped all the sick on myself. Oh and my God, that is John Cleese tactic. That was like, a, that was a low point, but at the same time, I'm weirdly proud of it. <laughs> it was a proud moment of like, yeah, I like that I pushed myself because I'm Dramatic. I'm not a physical athlete. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> but you know to uh, push you myself put to that in extent. It. You put everything into it and yeah. brought it all up again. All I can ever do <laughs> is put everything into it and then throw it up and then be sick it up. Um, sick you it have up. to go soon. What so, time um, is it, darling? It's like um, six ish. Okay. Um, Should I, I see d- if I've got this job? Oh yeah. On camera? Oh god, this could be a really happy moment or dun, 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 dun. I haven't heard anything. The crystal maze. Haven't heard anything, mate. Nothing? No. Nothing muffin. Nothing muffin. Oh. Whoa. So you may or may not go to Dubai in the morning. I haven't been released. No. You're not Heavy been released. pencil. You're on pe- Oh. Heavy. Oh, that's like, what's that, like a 4B? Fuck knows. Yeah. doesn't mean anything these days, though. I used to have a big set of pencils. They may have been quite happy, actually. I just like collecting I don't know stuff. why that sounds like an innuendo. <laughs> I wish it was, but no, just a set of pencils. <laughs> I had 9B all the way to 9F. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 9H. 9H. I never knew, like, the really soft ones. That's a 9B. That's soft as a motherfucker. Really soft, like softies. That's soft as a soft British short hair's fur. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, so the moral of the story is... I think you're... What I take from you is finding the Nemo. middle ground. Finding Mino. <laughs> <laughs> um, finding I Mino. I used to know a guy called... Nino John Mooney. I still kind of know him. Nino, what? Um, Those are just noises. Nino. Mino. Mino. <laughs> do you like finding Nemo? Uh, I know a woman that looks like one of the fish. Great. That. The big You don't need any one. more than that. The big yellow one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Big, yeah, I can't remember the guy. Just like, just like it. That's she, amazing. And whenever I look at her, she just turns into it. If you're like... If tomorrow you had an entire day to do whatever you wanted, mm. what do you think? And if you could imagine that money and uh, responsibility had gone out the window just for 24 hours, what do you think you'd do with it? So I, I have money, any money, to do what I want. Yeah, I don't think that I. I don't think honest, that you've got loads of money. It's just more that like just money just doesn't is just not part of the equation. It's not so. part of the equation. I honestly like right now the second all I want to do tomorrow is stay in mm. with my husband on the sofa with our cats on yeah. the sofa and and that that like when I'm doing that, it's like fluff so lovely. So fluffy, lovely. Fluffy, lovely. <laughs> fluffy, lovely. <laughs> fluffy, lovely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, oh, yeah, I just want to do that. It's just honestly like that's why when you find someone really lush that you really love, that yeah. it, you know, hap- it just makes you feel good just to do very little and just be together, right? Absolutely, I'm a big, big supporter of that. 
Yeah, I, I just want to do that tomorrow. Is that all right? Yeah. Is that enough? I think you should. I can't. If I you don't go to Dubai. Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't go to Dubai tonight, I think you should just do that instead. Um, yeah, just... And uh, when you do that stuff, mm-hmm. do you feel like you're truly present in it? Or do you have to work at that? What do you mean? Like I'm not like method, like method acting life? Mm, yeah. Are you method? No, like... Uh, do you feel like I have to when it's happening, brain? are you appreciating how happy you are in the moment or are you yeah, thinking about... Yeah, I am completely. But, you know, like I, I know this isn't very romantic, but we definitely need to turn our phones off and put them upstairs. Mm. Um, I've deleted Facebook. I noticed. You said on Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. By the... That's a judgmental <laughs> tone you've got there, Al. It wasn't judgmental. It was, I wanted to ask you about that because yeah. you told Instagram that you deleted Facebook. So Yeah, Instagram and that was weird. Facebook. I felt weird about doing that. That was weird. And I, I, I'm totally um, not claiming to be some sort of like social media-less purity, like... No. No, it, it's... Uh, but I have to say, deleting Facebook was the weirdest thing because the next day I woke up and the first thing I did was go to to look at it. Oh. It wasn't there. And it's it's a, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I did put... I put on Instagram, I've left Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, that's fucking weird. Why did I feel like I had to say that? Because I feel like I have to say it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but it is nice knowing that it's not, it's not there anymore. Why do you... Was it was it interfering with your happiness? Um, yeah, actually. I uh on a very like just looking I found myself looking at, at scrolling through the status updates of all my friend old friends, some people I haven't seen for ten years, and it was so everything was so opinionated and negative. Right. Mainly about political stuff. Yeah. And I I was like, this isn't I don't know what I'm getting from this. I'm definitely not getting any love from mm. the people on here. Uh, and the only reason I'm still on here, you know, I, I talk to all my friends all the time and my family. The only reason I'm still on there is because my mum likes seeing what I'm doing. But now I've told her, <laughs> I've told her I'm going to send her pictures. <laughs> okay. Well, just get her to get Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, But it's nice knowing it's not there anymore. Also, I had that freaky weird guy sort of on there as well oh, yeah. so there was, there's all sorts of reasons yeah, yeah. but um but yeah it's just um, it's distracting yeah and the least amount of distractions is quite nice no you think I'm being you think I'm no not at all that's great I'm very pleased for you <laughs> I am you don't believe me I'm just uh yeah it was just um everyone lots of people get rid of it and it's quite a ceremonial thing mm. and I'm like oh why and why not? Why not get rid of it? Well, it wasn't some big dramatic moment. No. But it, it was interesting. I, I almost it's, feel it's like... It's weird that it is, though, isn't it? It is, and loads of people messaged me privately saying, are you okay? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what you th- like it was, I can't be I okay. Know, it's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's and I was, an and that made me realise that even more so is a good idea yeah, to get, get rid, rid of it. Yeah, weird. Yeah, and it just, I didn't want it, it's not a big deal, but it, it was interesting that the morning after I woke up and the first thing I did was go on my phone and go to look at Facebook. Mm. And um, and I was like, oh, good. <laughs> it's good for me not to but have... But are you going to stick around on Instagram, do you think? Well, let's see. I, I like Instagram. I quite like Instagram because you've chosen... I like pictures. <laughs> I like the pretty pictures. Yeah. I also like you've kind of chosen... I, I follow loads of artists and 
actory people and I quite yeah. enjoy it. It makes me feel good to look at whatever, yeah. you know, creative stuff. You get the love. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, it's not that I'm hiding from negativity. No. I know that it's out there, but I don't need to see it through the eyes of people I haven't seen for 10 yeah, years. Yeah, and you don't need to scroll through it absent-mindedly. No, and, I, and you know, like, ugh, yeah, I just wasn't, I was like, I don't know what this is for anymore. Yeah. Lighters. I'm with you, mate. I love it. Maybe I'll, tr- oh, I'll trash it out right now. Trash it out. Trash it straight out. Should we yeah. call it a... <coughs> yeah, we'll call it a day. Um, thank you so much. That was really interesting and exciting. How long um, did we talk for? Oh, fucking hours, sunshine. Fucking like six hell. days, I think. How many... No, how, sit, have a look. Uh, Move your brain. Move my brain. Uh, one hour, 47 minutes. <gasps> That's a long time. Check us out. God, what did that we talk about? That was great. Mainly, not much about cats. So do you want to just wrap it up with a quick explanation of your feline friends? Um, Panda wakes me up at four o'clock every morning by headbutting me. <laughs> how, how could you not like that? <laughs> Everyone loves a yeah, headbutt. Nacho does the same, to be fair. She feels like a, a felt tip pen, but a big one. <laughs> She's got the kind of that kind of furry... And what does Mouse do? Mouse sleeps quietly on my, my grand... Um, on your gran <laughs> my gran is no longer with us but she left me a um, her dressing table and her stool uh, uh, and I think my f- cats feel good vibes off it so they sleep on it night nice yeah uh, my old cat when I was growing up throwing used up? to sleep when I was throwing up <laughs> oh, oh actually two really quick cat stories then yeah go on my cat when I was growing up uh, we think she knew that my nan was terrified of her because when my nan passed away, we got a chair of hers that went in the living room mm. and my cat immediately claimed it as her chair. That's one good cat. That's a cat growing up story. Yeah, yeah. A cat throwing up story is once I was sick in the bathroom and I missed the toilet a little bit and one of my cats came in and ate some ham out of the sick. Fair enough, mate. Good night forever. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.